0: Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. You can be seated this morning. Amen. You're on the front bench by yourself this morning. Where's, where's the, the better half in your cousin or whatever? In his home. Is she feeling well or something? I see. Well, that's all right. Amen. Footsteps of the righteous order of the Lord. Amen. Anybody really believes that? Uh, when I was younger, I used to worry about every empty seat. I did. Started on Saturday, I wondered if someone, someone, someone it's going to rain. Isn't it? Now I come to the sovereignty of God that basically what is, is, and what will be, will be. Amen. So we're glad to be here this morning. I'm glad to be here this morning. And uh, glad to see the congregation in Canada present with us today. No, we got a few empty seats. I know this uh, 2020 has been a 2020, right? Been quite a year, and it's not over yet. So, as the prophet said, you know, we can answer uh, a lot of the politicians' questions if you just read what the prophet said. He said, communism will basically invade America with germ warfare. It will be a virus, and they will not find a cure for it. Because it is a devil. And since we're believers, we should be free from devils. He said we was immune if we would take his word for it. It's amazing how much success depends on us basically believing the word of God. And you'll see the result as you walk and believe the word of God. You see it come to pass as we'll find in examples in our lesson this morning. I'm going to do what uh, is a never do to a preacher. You never admit that you don't know something. And you never admit that you don't have enough notes down to preach three hours. And you never admit that something's new to you. Because we're supposed to know everything and whatever more. But I was approaching a subject which I have approached it many times. And we're going to approach it again. Because... I'm afraid that we haven't basically embraced the message enough to where we truly believe it. The only thing that is necessary for salvation and basically a body change or whatever you have need of is believing what the Word tells you. Believe the Word. Our subject this morning is going to look at the two works of Christ are Christ's two works, which that statement alone is controversial in the Christian world, because they only look at one work in Calvary, and that's done until he comes back and gets the product. We look at two works of Calvary, which in this message, uh, they deny because we call it an appearing or the perusia of Christ. Now, What we want to do is see how important that was and is to us because I went back into Leviticus 14 and we're going to look at the law of the leper. Now, to begin with, how many knows that leprosy is a type of sin? There is no cure for leprosy. There's no cure for leprosy. Just as mankind has found, there's no cure for sin. When Adam fell in the garden, how many of those that since Adam, every one of us has come into the world by sin, that's a natural sex birth, which was the original sin, and we all have sinned because we've all come by natural reproduction. So we're born in sin. This fleshly body is a product of sin. It's a product of the first act in the garden, which was a sexual affair. So every one of us comes into life, basically born in sin, shaping and naked, come to the world, speaking lies. The mystery part of us, that's that little germ of life that basically brought us into existence, actually come from two sources. One from the serpent and one from Adam. Now, to give us a settlement. All that was in Adam, which is a tree, are sons and daughters of God, and not a one of them will be lost. All in the serpent come from a different source, which was an animal. And I can't see where any of them will be saved. Now, if they are fine, I don't know. but don't It doesn't show up in the Scripture. So you're looking at a mystery of God, a spiritual mystery. mystery of God how he's bringing his purpose to pass on earth and that is to have a family of sons and daughters of God which this earth here is our inheritance. We were given this earth as a part of our inheritance to rule, reign and dominate over and to reproduce and dominate it and bring it under as a little satellite to the kingdom of God. We know that in the garden, Adam failed, F-A-I-L, failed, by the transgression of the law of reproduction. And therefore, we find ourselves called the fallen man born in sin. There has nothing been able to take care of that problem. But God promised in the garden that the serpent seed or the woman seed would basically bruise the head of the serpent and basically find a way to redeem every one of Adam's seed back into fellowship with God, back into the kingdom to come forth and rule and reign. So we found there was a promise that the sin problem that was started in the garden would be solved And the revelation or the faith in that answer is sufficient for the change of our bodies. The product of justification or the atonement by the blood should, in type, take us from mortal to immortality. But we find that we're still here. We find that the churches are full today preaching the grace of Jesus Christ, the power of the blood. But they still confess that we are sinners. Saved by grace, but we are sinners. Therefore, we are looking perpetually for something to come or something to happen. Jesus to come for the answer when we have the answer all alone. At the second appearing, at the end time that we call the message of the hour, we find God brings the answer back down to the church again in the form of a pillar of fire. He comes to a prophet and brings us a revelation or a message. Basically, he places us in a judgment before himself, and he examines us to see if we are free from leprosy or free from sin with a pronouncement that we can enter in or that we're still unclean. Are you following me? This is the picture. So what I want to look at this morning is the law of the leper, Uh, in Leviticus 14, and basically the day of cleansing. I believe that we have actually are in now what we call the day of cleansing, that the uh, Word of God has took us through the cycle, and we have already been before the judge, and we have already been examined by the Word in the presence of God, And allowed to enter into the holiest of all, which is the Feast of Tabernacles in type, with the pronouncement that we are sinless and cleansed from sin. We are now called the righteousness of God on this earth. So that's what we want to look at, the two appearings. Because one appearing basically is a type of the atonement. The second appearing is a type of Leviticus 14 the ceremony to pronounce us free from leprosy or unbelief. Are you following now? So we're looking at the atonement and we're looking at the ceremony of cleansing. We're looking at the appearing of the pillar of fire in the person of flesh, Jesus, which is an earthen vessel. And we look at the appearing today at the end of the seventh church age to us to perform an examination, a presentation to make the bride ready to be married to the groom. All right, that's what we're looking at. All of that is basically in what we call the soul realm. It is a spiritual revelation, a spiritual transformation that is performed in us that the climax of it would be absolutely changing from mortal to immortality, from corruption to incorruption. So the ceremony of cleansing from the leper should bring us to being perfectly clean or the sin question eradicated, and therefore our bodies can be changed. Are you following now? All right. So let's look at this real slowly. It won't be long, but it'll open up the subject of dealing with sin. The sin question must be settled. It must come to a confession that we know who we are as identified sons and daughters of God. The only way that you can know is you have to come before the light. You have to come before the Word and be examined by the high priest or the pillar of fire and then pronounced clean. Are you following now? So we're approaching the sin question in a, different, in a different light, but all bringing us to the revelation of the appearing of Christ in this end time. Now, watch, in Leviticus 14, uh, verses 1, it says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, This shall be the law of the leper in the day of his cleansing. So we're now in type to us, in type. We're looking at the day of the Lord. We're looking at Luke 17, 30, and the day when the Son of Man is revealed because our appearing is in a form of a flesh by a prophet. We're looking at the product of Revelation 10, 1 to 7, when God comes down and through an office of a prophet, we set before that ministry as judge for examination. Because the bride has to be pronounced clean before she's presented to the marriage supper. Amen. Now remember the marriage takes place here on earth. And it is a marriage of your soul to the word of God. When we say the marriage takes place here on earth we got in, in light now that we're somebody and that we got to be married out here. And we look at the ceremony and try to figure it out. Your soul is what's married to the word groom called the invisible union, which we looked at last week as the new birth. You have to be born from above, which means what? It means that by the election of Almighty God, your name was recorded in a book. You have a record. And that name is basically under the blood of the everlasting covenant, and you have been covered by the invisible or the blood of the covenant ever since in the mind of God before he ever started his plan, you was under a blood covenant, a covering. You are actually the attribute seed word of God, period. That soul in you is a part of God. It never had a beginning. It will never have an end. It has to be quickened by the spirit word called the gospel preaching of the gospel Hearing of the word is spirit that water of the spirit of hearing has to quicken the soul to give you uh the recognition of who you are where you come from and the promise that is to take you where you're supposed to go that quickening or what we call i got saved or i got convicted or i accepted christ that believing that quickening by the invisible spirit is what brings your soul into consciousness and begins its struggle to build its immortal body around itself. You follow me so far? So, but remember this body out here, let's call this leprosy. Leprosy, according to Brother Branham, is not contagious. In other words, you can touch a leper and his disease is not contagious. He said it comes from an insufficient diet. Leprosy is called uncleanness. And Brother Branham spoke of basically the diet is what causes and increases leprosy until it shows up on the flesh. The diet was started in the garden when God, or the man took the wrong diet or the wrong tree. He ate the wrong thing. It grows and grows until it shows up externally on the flesh. And he said, basically, it is a leprosy of the soul manifested in the flesh. That leprosy is uncleanness. He said, there's no healing of leprosy. They have to be cleansed by a supernatural act of Almighty God. You're going to find in your lesson that no one absolutely healed a leper outside of Jesus Christ himself. It takes God to cleanse a man of leprosy. Then who cleansed the leopard in the prayer lines when Brother Branham prayed for them, hugged them around the neck, and they walked off absolutely clean? You're going to find that the healing of leprosy is basically the identification of the Messiah being here among your midst, and it is an open sign because only God can take care of the sin question. Remember now, young people, and don't use this abusive And don't take it legally. Sin is unbelief in the Word of God. Like Brother Bram said, he was preaching, he was saying, uh, drink is not a sin, smoke is not a sin, cuss is not a sin, uh, this is not a sin, he went down the list. He said, one woman, she got all she could handle out there, she rose up in the congregation. Well, Brother Bram didn't tell us what sin is then. He said, unbelief in the Word. Only one sin. Unbelief in the word. And the more you disbelieve the word of God. In the witness or the mouth of those that have seen the light. Is sin. And the more you disbelieve the word of God. The more unclean you get. Until it shows up on the flesh. And there's no redemption. For turning down the word of God. Especially the pronouncement to allow you to enter into the rapture, or to remain here for the burning and the cleansing by the shedding of your own blood. Amen? So that's what you're looking at. This shall be the law of the leper in the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought unto the priest, and the priest shall go forth out of the camp. Brother, the man preached that message. Outside the camp, you've got to come out of the system. You've got to come out of your uncleanness. Brother Bam tapped it all as denominationalism. Yeah. How many of you knows that the religious system, denomination, is the mark of the beast? Yeah. That beast is Revelation chapter uh, 17, the great whore and harlot, which began at the Roman Catholic systems all the way down through there. Every denomination, both Protestant and Catholic, is a mark of the beast. Protestantism is basically the image erected to the beast. Uh, the Catholic Church is the image and the beast and the power that is now in, I'd say, the next election or next shortcoming and is setting up now that we will agree with for the power and the money going with the treaties over in the Arab country. We are now fixing to enter into that power of the first beast for the mark of the beast. You think this system being shut down now you wait till it comes a little more and a little more. You will take the mark of the beast or you'll sit home with a mask on your head inside your, in your living room. This thing is coming down tighter and tighter and tighter. But we are not unaware of what is going on. Because we have been told. We shouldn't be shocked at people wearing masks. Because we were told many years ago that we'd be in our homes and wearing masks and whatever more. And whatever because of this virus. This virus is not something that popped up. This virus was already spoken by the Word of God and is now coming to pass as it has been spoken. You say, well, it took a long time. Well, that's all right. It still will come to pass. The same word that said the people would be wearing in mass, that same messenger, that same prophet said we were clean and that we would not die, but God's power would basically... Examine or speak us into that other realm. We will be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. That meaning by the revelation of this message, which is the light of the age. That's what we're looking at. So he said, and the priest shall go forth out of the camp, and the priest shall look, and behold, if the plague of leprosy. Here the Bible calls it a plague of leprosy. Be healed in the leper. Verse 4, then shall the priest command to take for him, that is to be cleansed, two birds. Now, I never did, like I said before years ago, I never did uh, study too much of the Old Testament because there's so much symbolism, so many rituals, and everything meant something. Everything was exact and on and on and on to where my mind just bonged, just couldn't get it. But here is cleansed by two birds, alive and clean. So you got two clean birds which we understand represents Christ and the other bird represents us as the believer. Basically both birds represents Christ doing two works. We just find ourselves as the beneficiary of one bird (laughs) and the uh, outcome of the other. Watch and cedar wood, which we know speaks of the cross, and scarlet and the which speaks of faith. In other words, you're looking at 1 John 5, 7, where it tells us that there are three that bear record in heaven. doesn't say there's three in heaven. There's three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, which is the Logos, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are One. Amen. Not three. One. There's only one God. 1 John 5, 8. And there are three, watch now, that bear witness in the earth. That's down here to us. The Spirit and the water. Now the Spirit there represents uh, the Word and Spirit. The Spirit and the water and the blood and these three agree in one there's your new birth there water he that's born of both water and the spirit not born to water and spirit cannot see the kingdom of God and the priest shall command that one of the birds be killed in an earthen vessel over running water as for the living bird he shall take it and the cedar wood and the scarlet and the hyssop And shall dip them and the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water. Keep in mind, this is the revelation that God has an answer for sin. Here is the answer for sin. You say, well, that's not too important. But we'll find in a few minutes that chapter 14, this ritual never was performed by the priests of Israel until Jesus cleansed the leper that we'll read in Matthew. 1,500 years this law sat there showing an answer for sin, but never was fulfilled until Jesus healed the leper. We'll pick it up just in a few minutes. Watch. Verse 7, And he shall sprinkle upon him that is to be cleansed from the leper, Leprosy seven times. We understand that the seven times always speaks of the seven feasts of Israel for the Jews and the seven church ages for the Gentiles. Our feast that we fulfill spiritually is by revelation. We absolutely fulfill the seven feasts spiritually in our lives through seven church ages, by seven angels, seven measures of the Spirit, which is basically the sevenfold revelation and the sevenfold understanding of the name and the power of the blood measured out, sprinkled seven times until the seventh age that we get the full benefit of all the seven angels together. So at this end time, we are basically sprinkled with the sevenfold revelation of Jesus Christ. He shall be uh, cleansed from the leprosy seven times and shall pronounce him clean. There has to be a restoration or a sprinkling of the blood. Then you go to the book of Hebrews where Moses sprinkled the people, he sprinkled the book, he sprinkled the altar. he sprinkled everything by the blood seven times. And all this is a type that Jesus is the answer for sin. Remember now, sin being unbelief. I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except by me. That's the truth. You can come no other way. You can come no other way. And that's by being washed or being baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of For the forgiveness of sins. And for seven church ages now, because they didn't accept the fullness of the atonement, we are basically under what we call forgiveness of sins for seven church ages, but not truly justified or in the state of true deliverance. We must come to total deliverance from all unbelief and that is we accept a message a word absolutely just as it was spoken and as it was spoken is the answer for all unbelief and the more that you say amen to the word of God the more that will work progressively in your life and the inner work will absolutely cleanse the person bringing a complete deliverance From mortality. All right. That's what we're looking at. So he shall be cleansed from the leprosy seven times and shall pronounce him clean. So we're looking at a pronouncement. Here the priest is the only one that can pronounce and diagnose your case of sin. Here the priest is the only one that can pronounce and diagnose your case as being clean. So we shall ha- come before a priest, I call it the higher priest of the judge, a pillar of fire, and shall pronounce him clean, and shall let the living bird loose into the open field. And in this hour, we are loosed into the kingdom of God, the great millennial reign, free from sin. There's where we're sitting. But there must be a pronouncement at the end of the seventh church age. There's where we absolutely put forth the message of the hour is a pronouncement or a law of the leper to examine the church bride to see if she has been washed completely clean from every dogma, ever era, ever tradition, and all pride and totally submitted Itself to the word of God. If you look at your notes. We put at the end of the seven church ages. That body shall. Or the he. Which is now at the top of the bride of the church. Shall be. Shall sprinkle upon him. That is to be cleansed. Now. We were washed at Calvary. So you're looking at two acts. Two works of Christ. in two appearings. Jesus basically fulfilled Leviticus 16, where they brought two goats and went through the process for the Day of Atonement. The Day of Atonement covered sin for Israel. The Day of Atonement for us, the Passover, the Day of Atonement eradicated and removed sin for the Gentile. You said, if it removes sin, we still got a big problem. The sin question is settled by the blood of Jesus Christ. The leprosy or the work and uncleanness of the flesh has to be cleansed by a supernatural act of Almighty God. Nothing but the Spirit or the presence of God will absolutely cleanse the body, which is corruption, sin, from us. There is nothing physically that we can do. There's no ceremony that we can pronounce to be cleansed and set free from the flesh. But the message of the hour has promised us, you are not guilty. You are the spotless, sinless bride. You are standing before God absolutely perfect. That pronouncement has the ability once received by faith to change the body. All right. That's what, we're, that's what the message is all about. So we find here that he is already at Calvary 2,000 years ago. He's already atoned for the sin. Give the answer for sin. But it has not been received. Then go back to the early church. All down to the church ages. The perfect atonement. What Jesus done at Calvary. Has never been believed by the church world until this end time after the sprinkling of the sevenfold revelation by the blood to be able to confess I am the righteousness of God. I know who I am. I am a redeemed, examined, sanctified, cleansed from all sin, soul, spirit, and body. That's what we're looking at, and that revelation is coming to pass. What did any leper have to do with the product of their flesh? Because leprosy eats off your fingers, it eats off your uh, limbs and everything else, and we'll pick it up in a few minutes how they were made. One of them was made whole. All right. So we're looking at the sevenfold revelation of Jesus Christ, and he shall pronounce this body... This bride clean. So there is to promised. There is to be a ministry. Called the judgment or the Bema seat of Christ. Until we come to the judge. We bring our deeds to the light. You must come to this light. Many people find it hard to realize. That uh, all through the Bible. We find angels light, supernatural, all these stories in the Bible, red sea opening, water out of rocks, all these things that we find. We read them as a story and we say, well, that's all right, that's true, yeah, we, that's we agree with it. But then when you bring them same happenings down to our day and talk about an angel appearing to a prophet, leprosy being cleansed from people, raising of the dead, Blindness, cripples, all that being restored, we kind of yawn a little bit and say, "Well, that's 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 all right. That's that's amazing. That's it." Then we go our own way, worry about our jobs, families, da 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 da. It doesn't embrace us as the Samaritan, that when he looked down and found himself clean, he returns back to the word and rejoices and gives God praise for what has been done for him he didn't do nothing except obey the word of God and start walking amen so verse 8 and he that is to be cleansed shall wash his clothes shave off all his hair and wash himself in water now what does shaving off all the hair have to do with it see this is what's boring to me in in the old testament because what does shaving the head got to do with it? Well, God put it in there, uh, and it had to be done, or it wouldn't get any climax, or He wouldn't get any results. But if you'll study and read the Old Testament, shaving of the head, or baldness, or shaving off the mustache, or the locks, what more, was basically a humiliation to the Jew. In other words, it was frowned on. They wasn't looked up on too uh, properly, That was really humbling himself. So when he shaved his head, cut off his beard, eyebrows, and all the hair, he was completely humiliated, completely exposed to the world for all the ridicule and everything that goes with being cleansed from leper. Amen. We're not told to shave our head. We're told to <laughs> leave our head alone. Women they are and let their hair grow. Amen. That's not hard to do, is it, sisters? Boy, it's awful quiet this morning. Where did the manners go today? (laughs) If we didn't have women to preach on. we wouldn't have much to say, would we? Amen. Now, it probably here is talking about the men getting haircuts and all this. That's all right. Wash himself in water that he may be clean. And after that, he shall come into the camp and shall tarry abroad out of his tent seven days. Which we know, Brother Branham actually said, well, see, that was the type of the seven church agents until this hour. We looked at Revelation twenty two fourteen, where it says, Blessed are they that wash their robes, that they may have the right to come to the tree of life, and may enter in by the gates into the city. We have been washed by the water, Of the Word. All right. Verse 9. But it shall be on the seventh day that he shall shave all of his hair off, his head, and his beard, and his eyebrows, even all his hair he shall shave off, and he shall wash his clothes. Also he shall wash his flesh in water, and he shall be clean. Quite a ritual, isn't it? So what we're looking at here, just real short. You've got two chapters, chapter 13 and chapter 14 of Leviticus. Which absolutely to me speaks of the two appearings of Christ. The two appearings was to reveal the Word of God in human flesh first appearing to the Jews in the person of Jesus Christ himself. You say, you mean Jesus, that was an appearing? Jesus was the tabernacle created in the womb of the virgin, the appearing at the river of Jordan, coming to his tabernacle. That appearing was the same pillar of fire, coming and tabernacle in the person of Jesus Christ, making him the ark or the carrier of the covenant, And that appearing of the Logos himself was for the law of the leper. Jesus being the earthen vessel, which was be the bird that had to be uh, slain for the blood to be applied for the cleansing from sin and the atonement. And they are now in the law of the leper. So you find two chapters, which to me speaks of the two appearings, one to the Jews and then at the end of the church to the Gentiles. God absolutely allows the same ministry, same allotment of time to the Jews and to the Gentile ages at the end of the seventh church age. Leviticus 13, if you'll read it, which is real boring, but if you'll read it, it shows us how the priest diagnoses the leper in its early stages. If you type it over here to the church, that's the reason you find Paul. Diagnosing the church of all its sin. It lists everything uncleanness, adultery, da 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 da, da. He just lists on and on and on and on. He uh, diagnoses the soul or the heart of man in its early stages. Chapter 13 gives the quarantine and the washing procedures. And when he was confirmed by the priest as a leper, he was declared unclean and sent out of the city. And it says that a record... Of each leper was kept by the mid priest, and his name was recorded in a book. So when he come back, his name had to be in that book. You remember that, okay? Leviticus fourteen tells the leper what to do when a leper was cleansed. Thirteen diagnoses sin. Chapter fourteen tells you how you can be process of being pronounced clean. Now you're looking at the two comings or the two appearings of the Logos, Jesus in the Alpha, Jesus in the Omega to us today. We just happen to be born at the pinnacle time to see the fulfillment of the ministry of Jesus 2,000 years ago. Amen. So that makes us a very responsible and a very unique people if we can grasp who we are, and what is going on. You will find, and I've looked this up in Jewish history, that basically the priests practiced chapter 13 over and over and over, for there was many lepers in Israel. But chapter 14 was never practiced in 1,500 years. You say it was never practiced. What was it in there for? Every word must be fulfilled in flesh. So we see in the scriptures. God will deal with sin in somebody. And make their body mortal to immortality. The corruption of sin must be dealt with. And the product of that pronouncement will be manifested in the flesh of those that believe. Amen. Amen. So we find out that they realize now after 1,500 years, but you can, you say, well, Brother Gregory, there was uh, Naaman, which Jesus mentioned in Naaman. He said, none was cleansed of leprosy except Naaman under Elijah. And Brother Bram said, now, if you'll notice this law, Naaman was told to go to the prophet Elijah. And Elijah told him what? You go dip seven times in the Jordan River, which was kind of muddy, I guess. No, he didn't want to dip there. He didn't want to dip over here. He did want to go to the Baptist. He wanted to go to the Methodist. He want to be baptized or sprinkled any way he wanted to. But he said, no, if you want to be cleansed from sin, you've got to go be dipped seven times in the River of Jordan. Brother Bam labeled it over. He had leprosy. When he dipped the first time and come up, he still had leprosy. Second time, still had leprosy. Third time. Fourth time. Fifth time. Sixth time. Seventh time, when he come up, he was cleansed. So is it today. Amen. Amen. So the people or the priesthood, Israel, come to the realization to fulfill this law, only the Messiah could accomplish this act. Only the Messiah could come and basically cleanse a leper or heal a leper. But we find, as we said before, Leviticus 14 was a part of the law Therefore, being a part of the law, it must be fulfilled in Christ because He come to fulfill every dot and every tittle of the law. So there had to be an answer for leprosy, which is a type of sin. Therefore, if this law has to be fulfilled... It could only be fulfilled by the Messiah when he comes. He will bring this scripture to pass because only the Messiah could absolutely cleanse or bring lepers into cleanness. When a leper come to be investigated to, by the priest, if he claimed to be clean, he had to be investigated because they knew that nothing could cleanse them but the Messiah. So when a leopard was sent to the temple, it challenged the priest now to investigate how he became clean. And if only the Messiah or God could do it, and a leper showed up, it should tell the priesthood that the Messiah was in the land. Same thing today. All right. We see Jesus in, actually, what is that? Uh, yeah, Matthew 14, chapter 14. Eight, let's read that. Jesus, thou, understood the law. He said, Now, when he had come down from the mountains, great multitudes followed him, and behold, there came a leper and worshiped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. You find something about leprosy, it's not healed. It's cleansed. Now, if he can be healed of leprosy, he can get leprosy again. Like Brother Bannon said, you can be healed of pneumonia in two weeks, you can have pneumonia again. So you can be healed, but it doesn't say that that same thing can't come back again. But it always speaks of being cleansed from it. And the Prophet said it was from. The wrong diet. I learned something new. Wrong diet. That'll let your mind go right there. And behold, there came a leper, and watch. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will, be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Okay. And Jesus said unto him, See, thou tell no man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest. There he's speaking of Leviticus 14, the law of the leper, which had never been used before until now. So Jesus was telling him, Go to the priest, and by you going, will tell the priest that the Messiah is in the land. Amen. And offer the gift that Moses commanded, which we understand is the two birds. That We just got the reading in the law of the leper. Watch now. For a testimony unto them. What testimony? The Messiah was in the land. Every priest or every leper, when they went to the priest, they were asked the same question. How did this happen? And the answer of every leper was Jesus of Nazareth, heal me. It was Jesus alone that had the power to cleanse us from sin. Amen. If we could just get past this anointing of darkness and unbelief in the land today. Which is powerful. These two hundred thousand thousand demons of sickness and everything else has got us covered in so much stress and whatever. It's hard for us to grasp who we are, what we are, and what is actually going on. We are transforming right before the Lord Himself. It has been spoken and it shall come to pass. So therefore, we find what? In Luke seventeen eleven to 19, uh, I won't go there. I said read, but it, it's the story of the 10 lepers. And most of you know it or can read it. Jesus absolutely cleansed 10 lepers. And he told him, you go show yourselves to the priest. Every time he dealt with a leper, He said, go show yourself to the priest because the law of the leper had to be performed for them to be pronounced cleansed to be able to enter back into the congregation, offer sacrifices and be a part of the assembly. You will find in the ten lepers, nine of them was Jews and one of them was a Samaritan. And he told them, you are cleansed. Now, you go show yourself to the priest. And the Bible said, as they were walking or going to the priest, they found themselves cleansed. When they began to follow the Word of God, and acting on the Word, as they walked, they finally discovered that they were clean. As we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we shall be cleansed from all unrighteousness and find ourselves completely whole. Because it says, one of them, Samaritan, when he found himself cleansed, returned to give thanks to God. The other. What about their merry way? Now, praise God, I can go raise cattle, I can go sell, I can be my thing. I can go back to the family, I can go to church. But one of them began to return and give thanks. Jesus rebuked the nine for their response to the word. But to this one, he said, your faith has made you whole. I wish I had enough breath and strength to preach. Your faith has made you whole. Wholeness is more than just cleansing. He had every part of his body recreated and was made a complete whole man. Probably his fingers was eat off. His nose may be eat off. And he found himself with fingers, could smell through a nose, He looked down, and he was completely whole. Praise be to God. All ten had forgiveness of sin. There's your church, and here's your bride. Wise and foolish, all ten has forgiveness of sins. Now, here's one. The tenth also saw his lost parts of his body restored. Nine had forgiveness of sins, and one had a body change by true justification in faith. Praise be to God. He knew that he had been cleansed or justified before Almighty God, and he showed up outside in his body. That's the reason Brother Bram said it. You don't worry about your conduct. Get your soul cleansed, and it will show up. On the outside in your body. Right? Each time Jesus prescribed when the leper was cleansed. To go to the priest to perform a ceremony. The perfect picture of the atonement and the cleansing of the leprosy. Of where we were safe from sin and unbelief. That was brought forth in Paul's gospel. Karen you want to come this morning. We'll bring this down to a time. We'll open this up a little more. But this is just the introduction to the sin question. That we'll look at more to us And the message next week. Brother Branham uh, looked at this. And basically the water of separation. And you can read it. It it goes through basically just what we read of our text. Sprinkling of the blood. going to the types. Cleansing the leper. Type of sin. Was the type of the church. The blood of the Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. Who died in our stead. And the blood cried, holy, holy. The blood sprinkled upon the ground. Holy, holy. A cleansing of leprosy. Or a cleansing of from sin. The leper was sprinkled with the blood. With the hyssop. And was basically what we call justified by faith. Which the church has actually looked at as Luther's message. You're going to find. And we went through it over and over. In the outer court you was justified by the blood. In the holiest of holy you are justified by By faith in the presence of God, which Paul's gospel was not how Luther preached it. Brother Branham used Luther's ministry of justification, justification, as the progression that was brought forth or the ceremony, bringing you to the pronouncement that you never done it in the first place. And I put this in your text and we'll look at it. Brother Branham preached justification just as the Apostle Paul preached it. Not a part of the system, but a final declaration and a pronouncement that you are clean. And we read it many, many times And basically the, what was it, Invisible Union. He said, where well, you stand absolutely spotless before Almighty God. You are the pure virtuous, sinless bride of the Son of the living God. Every man and every woman that's born of the Spirit of God and washed in the blood of Jesus Christ and believes every word of God. And to me, that's the message of the hour. Believes every word. That is the second appearing. Brother Brown's ministry was the appearing before the Gentiles. To fulfill the law of leprosy. The sin question has been settled. Are we one out of the ten? To be made whole. Or are we still sinners saved by grace. Hoping for something to come down the road. You're the sinless, virtuous Right of the Son of Living God. You stand as though you never sinned in the first place. You are perfect. The blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's just stop right there. Let's stand this morning. Sorry, I didn't keep you that long, but you have a good lesson. You can read it. And. um, Maybe we'll have more wind one of these days, or I may have to just start sitting down and preaching. But I'm running out of wind, and I believe in healing. But the doctors tell me that basically my problem running out of wind is my kidneys. I've got a uh, problem in the kidneys that's not taking everything out of my system And that's the reason you said, you'll get tired all of a sudden, you'll run out of wind, and that's it. Your blood pressure drops, drop, and that's it. And that's the problem, but it's the kidneys. It's not my heart. It's not uh, that, but it's the kidneys, and we're working on that. So, hopefully, we can get where we can have enough breath and strength to last 45 minutes anyway. But this is a lesson. I'm sorry I don't have the strength to do it this morning. But this is the lesson. We're looking at God dealing with the sin question to you and I in this hour and I pray that we will believe it all things are possible if you can only believe see for the last few years I have not stand here and tell you how bad you are or how much of a sinner you are or this and that or whatever more make a legalist the blood of Jesus Christ Has answered the sin question 2,000 years ago for sin. If you are that leper that will walk by faith and give glory to God, don't look to the outer man because the outer man will not show the results of the cross until at the end of the seventh church age when God appears. To perform the law and the announcement or the ceremony of being clean. It took the judge. No man can tell you that you're sinless before God. Outside of God himself. Hallelujah. And now then we have being pronounced clean. We can move from a worship of God. Under forgiveness of sins. To a fellowship with God by being justified and pronounced clean from sin. The sin question has been settled. The corruption or the outward expression of sin, the body, has been pronounced clean. We shall be changed. Do you believe that? That's what we're looking at. And that's the reason I believe that the appearing of the pillar of fire that is here, he will pronounce and bring to pass exactly what he has said that we are. Let's sing something. you us